0: Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast with Dr. David O. Ogaga. And then we also did mention that you also come into the kingdom of the Father, which has to do with you being born again, having God as your Father. And then we also mentioned that you can come into the kingdom of his dear Son, which has to do with you responding to the call of the Son, and the Son takes you to the Father. That's a progression. Amen? And so we said all of that, and we said Practically, it is the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. It's the Holy Spirit that is carrying the virtues and the power of the kingdom. Is that okay? Now, I feel have to say something here. Uh, I've said that before, but somebody asked me this question. I want to say it this morning. Uh, If you watch closely uh, in Matthew chapter twelve, and then you look at verse twenty-eight, Jesus said, "If I cast out devils with the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has come unto you." Remember that. it shows that the Holy Spirit carries the kingdom. Now, can I tell you something? This is where people get confused. And they said, "No, if you look at the account of that particular uh, story in the book of Mark, you're going to find that. The people came and said, he's he, he, he using the spirit of Bezebub. That was a problem. That was a complaint. Remember that okay now now jesus said if you sin against the father you can be forgiven if you sin against the son you can be forgiven but if you sin against the holy spirit you cannot be forgiven and then we see men teach that it has to do with unpardonable sin but can i say something here this morning hallelujah when you sin against the holy ghost you cannot be forgiven it's not necessarily in quote unpardonable sin what it is is this the sin against the father has to do with God intending to redeem man to himself which is more or less a kingdom community that was in this array but then man said he is a God of the Jews the first sin and then he came in the dimension of the son and then again people said he's a Jesus of Nazareth we have nothing to do with him but all of this thing is God trying to get man back to himself and so God said, okay now I'm going to do one more thing And that is I'm going to release the Holy Spirit And the Holy Spirit Will convict men and bring them back to me So when you don't accept The Holy Spirit, God is saying I am not playing another card anymore And that is why If you sin against the Holy Spirit You cannot be forgiven But the day you call on Jesus Your sins are forgiven So there is no unpardonable sin Can I get an amen to that? Are you listening to me? So first sin was sin against the father Second sin was sin against the son And third sin was sin against the Holy Spirit By the way you understand that When you say sin against the father Father is a title Son is a title Are you following what I'm talking about? So these are the manifestations of God To creation to bring man back to himself In the establishment of his kingdom So the first sin is sin against the father and that is why you have six, six, six. Six number one, sin against the Father. Six number two, sin against the Son. Six number three, sin against the Holy Spirit. The fullness of man. You have nothing that somebody is going to write or tattoo on your forehead. If you don't accept the Holy Spirit, and accept the Father, you are carrying six, six, six. Can you say amen? amen. Because that was when man was, was created. Man was created on the sixth day. So six is six is the fullness of man in iniquity five is the number of grace four is the number of the world four cardinal point three is the completeness father, on the Holy Ghost spiritual and body one is unity two is duality sun I mean night and day are you getting this eight is the number of Jesus the octave number. Nine is the number of the Holy Spirit. Ten is completeness. One to zero. Are you sitting there, so we can come back home? Now, what am I trying to make you understand? If you don't know these things, when you see figures in the Bible, you get confused. But God is bringing man back to Himself to constitute once again His kingdom, as it were, from the very beginning. Am I talking to someone here? That is why the passion of Jesus was about the kingdom of God. And like we keep saying, you find that this man started with the message of the kingdom in Mark chapter 1, 14 to 15. When Jesus, John was put in prison, Jesus came preaching the message of the kingdom. Saying, repent here for the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Is that alright? Okay. And then, if you go on and on and on, even right down to the time of Pilate, he said the same thing, my kingdom is not of this world. And then when he resurrected for 40 good days, he was still proclaiming the kingdom. He started with the kingdom. He went on the ministry with the kingdom. When he resurrected, he continued with the kingdom. What is your passion? We've got to follow what the Lord did and do exactly what He did. The message of the kingdom. Are you hearing this? Okay, now turn with me into the Book of Acts, chapter number one. And I'm just going to read a few scriptures this morning. We have so much to read, but I'm going to be cutting them. Just give you the, the, the passages. You write them down. Now, hear this. And so we find Acts chapter 1 uh, The Bible said, The former writers have made a theophilus that Jesus began able to do and teach Until the day in the which he was taken up After that That he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment Unto the apostle whom he had chosen Remember the commandment Is given to the apostle whom he had chosen So not everybody Can receive this Because it's a commandment for the chosen people Are you still there that's why I say to you, just it is given to know the mystery, but to them it is not given. To whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being sent of them, seen of them forty days, and speaking of what? The things pertaining to what? The kingdom of God. I've been assembled together with them, commanding them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father, which ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with whatever, but he shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. If you look at 1 Corinthians 10 and read from verse 1 and 2, you're going to understand the real principle of baptism. What baptism means in the truth says, if somebody baptizes you, it means he's bringing you into unity with himself. The baptism of John was to bring the people to Him. The baptism of Jesus was to bring the people to Him. Just like in 1 Corinthians ten, the baptism of Moses was to make people to understand the law. So understand the main principles of baptism. Wherefore, verse six, when they therefore were come together, they asked Him, saying, "Lord, without at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel." You know what? The mentality of the apostles. Until the Holy Spirit came were still very narrow, and they were still so culturally bound, permit me to use the word to the Jewish setting, thinking that everything has to do with Jewish community or the Jewish economy. They never understood. For the three and a half years that Jesus was working with them, they did not understand anything about the kingdom of God. They were still seeing it from the political point of view. They were still seeing it from the point of a Messiah coming to overthrow the Roman government and establishing what they call the kingdom of God that some will have to stand there to rule politically. They never understood anything. And so I'm not even surprised that the church today can't understand these things. Because for people who worked with Jesus for three and a half years, They could not still understand what God's kingdom is. I can't be surprised that the big men and the big brothers can't still yet understand what God's kingdom is. But he said, it's not for you to know the times and seasons that God has put in his power. Hallelujah. Okay, now, let me give you some background to some of these. Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter two. We have this reading from Daniel chapter two. You're going to read from 31 down to 44. We're not going to be reading all of that. Uh, Let me give you the background to this. Daniel had a dream. I mean Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He saw an image. The hair was of gold, of brass, of iron down to the feet, clay mixed with iron. Is that all right? Now he couldn't interpret this dream, and he said, Any that could not interpret like his own magician, they should be killed. Daniel pleaded for mercy, went to God of creation, and then the meaning and interpretation was given to Daniel to give to Nebuchadnezzar. And there Daniel told him and he said, The head of gold is you, O king. Hallelujah. And he brought it down from Babylon to Greece to Medopasia, then to Rome. So we have literal five kings represented in that image, in that vision with Daniel Hall. Are you listening to me? Please Pay very close attention, because it's very crucial. And so we find that, because these were kingdoms, it also means they are kings. Like I told you before, you can't have a kingdom without a king, just as like you cannot have a king without a kingdom. So if Jesus is the king of kings, it simply means he has a kingdom. Is that okay? Now watch this. Turn with me now to verse 44. Look at it. And in the days of these kings, are you there? In the days of these kings, in their days, in the progression from Babylon to Medopatia to Greek to Rome in the days of this progression. That is why people get confused sometimes. The last days. They don't understand what they mean. When he said the days of this progression how many years Babylon stayed, we don't know. I can tell you now. But all the years that Babylon empire was in place all the years that Medopatia was in place, all the years that the Greek Empire was in place. All the year that the Roman Empire was in place, all put together, made in the days of these kings. Do you understand this now? So when he said in the days of these kings, which also means in the days when these kingdoms were established and existing, sure, the God of Heaven set up what a kingdom. are you listening to this so the kingdoms we are making progress one kingdom takes over from another kingdom one kingdom takes over from another kingdom and God came up and said there won't be another kingdom taking over anymore one kingdom will show up and will swallow up the rest of the kingdom and no other kingdom shall arise anymore in the days of this king shall the God of God set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, hallelujah but it shall break in pieces and consume all this kingdom and it shall stand forever I want to make a bold declaration there is no kingdom of the antichrist that will arise anymore in creation it's not possible hallelujah Do you understand this? There is never going to be a time Call it EU Call it OAU Call it UK Call it anything you want to call it Never a time in history In human history Shall any kingdom, any people come together To form a political party or a kingdom That will rule the whole world Never a time Only what kingdom stands forever God's kingdom understand this? Now I want to read this from the message translation. It's about throughout the history of these kingdoms. The God of heaven will be building a kingdom. Throughout the God of heaven will be building a kingdom. He started the process. Even while those kingdoms were in place, it has started in the kingdom that will never be destroyed nor will this kingdom ever fall under the dominion of another. Help me tell you nobody is finished. This kingdom will not fall under the dominion of another. What it means to say is this just like Medopetia. do you understand that? Babylon was swallowed up by Medopetia. Greece swallowed up Medopatia. Rome swallowed up Greece. And God says stop. Now God's kingdom swallow up Rome. And no other kingdom can swallow up this one. We are in the everlasting kingdom of God. And I tell you it's not a matter of tomorrow. Because it started even in the days of those kings. Hallelujah. If those kingdoms were literal why do you suppose God's kingdom will be spiritual all through is both spiritual and literal because the ones that is overcoming were physical am I talking to someone here therefore if he has overcome them then he's not going to overcome them only spiritually but also physically and then the next question is, where will the headquarters be wherever Jesus is <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> you got the answer where will the headquarters be wherever Jesus is because He's the king is he in you then that is the headquarters hallelujah it's not in Jerusalem it's wherever the king is that is where the kingdom is and that is where the headquarters is Somebody say you want me not to go to pre No, sightseeing in pilgrimage is fine. <laughs> oh, okay, for religious purposes, yes, because government will give you some money. But for spiritual purposes, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me read on. I like it. I like it in this way. Say, No, with this kingdom, I've ever followed the dominion of another. In the end, it will crush other kingdoms, and finish them off, and come through it, all standing strong and eternal. It will be like the stone caught from the mountain by the invisible hand that crossed the iron, the bronze, the ceramic deceiver, the and the gold. There is an advancement of God's kingdom. Man will not understand, religion cannot comprehend this, but you are privileged to hear what you are hearing hallelujah. You know, like Chidi was speaking, that is why people, let me tell you something brother, if you truly come into God's revelation to the religious man, you are mad. Do you understand what I'm saying? When Apostle Paul came up and said, this guy is beside himself. Jesus came up and they told his brother, I said, your brother is beside himself. Even when Rhoda got a revelation of the release of Peter from prison. They say Rhoda is mad. Any man with a revelation is a madman to the religious man, even in the midst of prayer. Answers were given. The man, the person that brought the answer to them was a mad person. You pray for a revival. What is a revival? You think it's only science and wonder that's revival? I'll show you a revival in the Bible. The best and the greatest revival you can find in the scripture is Nehemiah chapter 8. When Ezra came with the laws. After the people came from captivity And they read The people saw themselves They started weeping and crying That's why I say don't cry today The joy of the Lord is our strength That's the greatest revival you can find in the Bible When men turn to the Lord second revival I find in the Bible Is when every prophet of Ba Was crushed And the people turned to the Lord and say We will serve God and not Baal." That's revival. Are you following what I'm talking about? This kingdom is taking over. Men are coming into the kingdom. Talk with me to John chapter 18. Hallelujah. John 18. This was a judgment seat of Pilate when Jesus was brought before Pilate. Remember? Then Pilate, verse 33. Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said unto him, Are thou the king of the Jews? Do you know the implication of that question? Hallelujah. I will explain something. Jesus answered him, Say thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Look at what he said. Are thou a king of the Jews? Jesus said, are you just saying that or somebody told you? Now, do you know the implication of the statement that Pilate made? People went to Pilate and said, listen to me. You are lying that man like that. He claimed to be a king. Now, if another king should arise, there will be no tax paid to Caesar, whom you represent it means the Jews will no longer be paying tax to Caesar so you better ask him and let him explain what he means when he thinks or claims to be the king of the Jews it means very soon he will start collecting tax because you know the Jews were paying tax to Rome and Pilate and all these people were representing the Roman Empire so they collect the tax and send them to Rome Headquarters principal. Hallelujah. Somebody got a vision there. <laughs> you call it and sing into room, eh? All right. <laughs> I have a lot of room ministry. <laughs> Verse 35. Right. Pilate said, Am I a Jew? <laughs> Thy own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What has thou done? The man is even confused. Just tell me the truth. What have you done that he said you should be crucified? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then will my servant fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Are thy a king then? You see, can you see the meaning? My kingdom is not of this world. It means if there is a kingdom, there is a king. So, by implication, Jesus is saying, "I am a king." Do you understand that? Pilate understood the answer of Jesus. He said, "My kingdom is not of this world." How can you say your kingdom is not of this world, except you are a king? So, are you a king? <laughs> Hallelujah! But is there a kingdom? Are thou a king then? Jesus answered. Thou say that I am. Oh, what a confusing answer again. But in answer, look at it. To this end was I born. And for this cause came I into the world. That I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth, hear my voice. Listen. To this end was I born. Born as what? When the wise men came, Who did they come to look for? Not a baby. The king was born. Not a baby. Right from the day Jesus showed up into creation, he was a king. Only wise men can understand this. Are you still there? The religious world in the days of Jesus could not understand how that that baby could be called a king and that tells you what the king stands for the king is on the inside not the shape of a man they saw a baby but the king was inside the baby are you getting this? hallelujah I also want to go back to my favorite book a bible which has to do with the message I read I was born into the world that I might set up and maintain a spiritual government but this government is established in and by truth. Simple. All that love truth hear my voice and attend to the spiritual doctrines I preach. It is by truth alone that I influence the minds and govern the manners of my subjects. Hallelujah. Did you get that? Let me give it to you again to know how that Christ is ruling in your life unknown to you all that love truth hear my voice and attend to the spiritual doctrines I preach it is by truth alone that I do what I influence the minds and govern the manners of my subjects this is what I talked about to you I talked to you about the lordship of Christ Christ governs his subjects unknown to the world and to the people even to you you don't even know how it influences you. But sooner than later you come to begin to realize like I told you this morning the things I used to do I do them no more. How the king has given an instruction. Do you understand what I'm talking about? He said I govern the minds and influence their thoughts. In the manner of my subject. Now that tells you something. Preaching alone is not enough until it carries the voice of the master. The change can only come when you hear the master. But if you hear a preacher, you can change. Because it is he that is influencing the mind and governing the manners of his subject. You are not my subject. You are his subject. But I am a messenger. Now, if you hear my words, it's his words that you are hearing. And the words you are hearing, which are his, changes your life. Hallelujah. Are you following this? So let's quickly go back again to Matthew chapter 10. Oh, Matthew 6, rather. Not 10, Matthew 6. Hallelujah. Are you there? Again, we start from the saying, Thy kingdom come, That will be done in it, as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debtors, forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For Thou is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory. Hallelujah. Thou is what? The kingdom. Already we've explained what the kingdom is. And he know, said, Thou is the kingdom. The power and the glory. What does that mean? You have the sovereign rule and the dynamis that works in that kingdom. The power is the factor of influence with which it changes your mind. Yes, is the sovereign rule. And you have the dynamis the force between people are changed belongs to you and then he said i have the glory what is the glory the honor now the bible says an increasing population is the glory of a king hello do you understand that so when he said thou is a kingdom the power that influences people and the glory belongs to you because when you begin to influence people through your sovereign rule, there is an expansion of what? of the kingdom the subject comes to you and you have the glory that's why the Bible says we are made of the praise and glory of who? of the Lord are you following this? hallelujah where is the kingdom? all over the world Wherever I just a subject, wherever I just a soul that have admitted and believing to the Lord Jesus Christ, God's sovereign rule is in that place. So where is it, all over Hebrews twelve. I'll soon quit. Hebrews twelve. Hallelujah. Let's hear from verse twenty-two but you are coming to Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God you have come it didn't say you shall come, it's not a tomorrow affair, it is now to the city of the living God the heavenly Jerusalem and to a numerous company of angels why did he call it heavenly Jerusalem because there is an earthly Jerusalem But where we have approached is the heavenly Jerusalem and it's not up in the sky. It's a realm of life where God himself is your judge and king. Are you, are you understanding this? It's not up in the sky. the heavenly Jerusalem is not upstairs. somebody said, David you, there you go. But the Bible says it's coming down. What does it mean it's coming down? You mean a city is going to be floating from the sky like a balloon? What does it mean to come down? How did Jesus come down? Did you see him dropping from the sky? But the Bible says he that descended is also he that what? Ascended. How did he descend? The glory shall overshadow thee and that little thing that shall be in thee shall be called what? The son of God. That's how he came. Remember that? The glory overshadowed a woman. Are you getting this? And he came and then that thing that shall be in thee shall be called what? The Son of God. Has it come today? The, the glory is overshadowing the church? And we're getting impregnated with the Son of the Living God. That's why you can't find it up in the sky. <laughs> what is a city? A city equals many houses put together. Hmm? And now you are a house. You are a house. You are a house. You are a house. Am I talking to somebody? You are a house. All these houses put together makes what? A city. That's why you are a city set on a hill. That cannot be hidden. You are not going to another city. You are not dying to go to another city. You are the city. The church of the living God. That was the city Abraham was looking for. Whose builder and maker is God. Why was he looking for it? Because then Christ has not been given. It is Christ's blood that institute the city of the living God. So Abraham was looking for it, but he couldn't get into it. That is why they without us cannot be made perfect. Come on and help me, praise the Lord. You come to the city. Hallelujah. We are coming down. Yes. How do we come down? We come down to lift up the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can you get that? That is why the angels are descending and ascending. That is ministry. Where we are coming down is ministry. Yeah. Hallelujah. And he said to an entire company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn which are written in heaven, and to God the Judge of all, and to the Spirit of Just Men made perfect and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel hallelujah see that ye refuse not him that speaketh for if they escape not who refuse him that speaketh on earth much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven what does he mean speaketh on earth and speaketh in heaven he that speaketh on earth was Moses who gave the law in Mount Sinai? Are you listening to me? He that speaks from heaven is Christ, who gave the new covenant principles in the new and heavenly Jerusalem. He is comparing Moses and Jesus. Hallelujah. Verse 20 Whose voice that shook the earth? Benai has promised saying, yet once more shake not the earth, but also heaven. When he voice shake the earth? Exodus 19. Begin to read from verse 8. The Bible says when God descended, the law was given, don't even touch the mountain. Even animal that touched the mountain should be stoned to death. Fear gripped the people and said we can't get close enough. Is all the more reason why they say, Moses, you hear God and come and talk to us. And so when the Bible says, God has not given all the spirit of fear, what is he saying? We can approach the mountain. Do you understand that? Out of fear, they said we won't touch the mountain anymore. But here is another mountain where we can approach. That's what he's saying. And this word here is more signified the removing of those things that are shaking as of things that are made, that those things we cannot be shaking may remain. Now, when they're shaking are the what happened? Wherefore we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and God live here. For our God is what? Our God is what? And that takes your mind to fire prayer. But I want to prove something to you. My brethren who use these for fire prayers to consume enemies, they got it all wrong. All wrong. No apology. Now I want to read it from a simpler translation. So that you can understand what the fire does. Are you still there? Okay, I'm going back to the message translation. Now I want to be reading from verse 18. Unlike your ancestors, you didn't come to Mount Sinai. All that volcanic blaze and earth shaking rumble to hear God speak. The earthly shaking rumble. Okay, to hear God speak. The ear splitting words, soul shaking message terrifies them and they begged him to stop. When they heard the words, If an animal touches the mountain, it's as good as dead. They were afraid to move. Even Moses was terrified. No, that is not your experience at all. You've come to Mount Zion, the city where the living God resides. Can I animate that? The invisible Jerusalem is populated by thrones of festive angels. Can I tell you something? Do you know even as we are here now... There are angelic ministry all over this place. We are in a... Terrestrial world... And they are in a celestial world. But we are living together... And we all make what is called... The church. So the church is both visible... And invisible. Hallelujah. And it goes on to say... And Christian citizens... It is a city where God is judged with judgment that makes us just. I like that. The judgment of God in this city makes us just people. Hallelujah. Because most often anytime you talk about judgment, what comes to your mind is condemnation. But this judgment in man's Zion makes you to become a just one. Hallelujah. Are you there? You have come to Jesus, who presents us with a new covenant, a fresh shelter from God. He is the mediator of this covenant. The mother of Jesus, unlike that of Abel, a homicide, a cry out of vengeance, became a proclamation of grace. The killing of Jesus became a proclamation of grace. But Abel is saying, "I've for me." Jesus said, forgive them. Hallelujah. So don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words if those who ignore earthly warnings didn't get away with it. What will happen to us if we turn our backs on heavenly warnings? His voice that, that time shook the earth to his foundation. This time, he told us this quite plainly. Listen now. Here we also rock the heavens. One last shaking from top to bottom, stem to stem, but it's what I have verse 27. The phrase, one last shaking means a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all the historical and religious junk, so that the unshakable shinst has stand clear and uncluttered. Are you listening to this? And I say something to you right now? There is a shaking taking place in your soul. What is God shaking? Historical and religious junks. Did you get that? Now, follow on. Do you say a word with God? An unshakable kingdom? And do you see how thankful it must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship. Deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander; He's actively cleaning house, burning all that needs to burn, and He won't quit until all is cleansed. God Himself is fire. Together, so the consuming fire has nothing to do with people, but to clean your soul out of historical and religious junks that you may receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Come and hear, Mister hallelujah to burn. Hallelujah! God is doing a cleansing work with the message of the kingdom. You have nothing to do. See, there are so many things you carry in your mind which are not true. Let's say historical and religious junks. All these parental causes that are following you, they are historical junks. Are you getting what I'm talking about? All your concept before about some Hallelujah every day, huh? Hallelujah, uh, no, what? I just glory, 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 holy, holy, holy. Oh, you got it, you got it, huh? You know when we we'll get to heaven, holy, holy. Wake up in the morning, holy, holy, holy. You don't do anything, holy, holy, holy. You wake up, holy. We see your father, holy, holy, holy. I can say, what's wrong with you? Holy, 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 holy. Nothing. Now, let me ask you this. If you have a baby, if you have a child, grown up, who's supposed to help you manage your estate and do one thing or the other, he wakes up in the morning. Holy. 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 He said, James! Holy. So, <laughs> what's your problem? Holy. <laughs> have you finished your assignment? Holy. <laughs> Hallelujah. now tell me what you will do as a father. You just take the phone and call the police. Come, 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 come. Somebody is getting into trouble here. He needs psychiatric attention. Uselu? Yeah. Psychiatric patient is here. Let's get the doctor. Chain his hand. Even in the past of changing the hands, holy. That's why we are told. That when we get to heaven, we always say what? Holy. Holy! Holy! And God get tired of holy, holy. Says, Go back to it if that's what you want. Go and do some job there. Because when He created a garden, what did He say you should do? Dress the garden! God doesn't want holy, holy people. He wants people that do assignment. He wants people with responsibility. People with a ministry. And where are you gonna do that? Right here on the earth. Are you still there with me? That is why we can't be part of what is going on because we know the mind of the father we know we have assignment God is a creator are you sitting science are trying to investigate Mars to see if there are living beings there already science is moving advancing there are so many planets in existence here that men have not even discovered you think this is all that God has in mind God wants to raise the people who can become dominion, power, executing people in certain planet that have not yet existed. Are you see that? Some of you think God is resting. That is why we need to strengthen some of these teachings. On the Sabbath day, God rested from his labor. And then you think it's finished. But he said, For Zion's sake, I will not rest. He broke the rest because of the church. <laughs> because I said I will build my church do you understand that and the gates of hell shall not prevail until the church comes to that place of total dominion total power, full control God can't rest the rest of God is prophetic of the fullness of his work in relation to creation we are the one created in Christ Jesus and so many other people have been created in Christ Jesus am I talking to someone here so don't tell me God is resting for my sake he's not resting that is why he doesn't sleep and slumber can you understand what I'm talking about all for your sake. That is why he said we should worship him with reverence. We should give thanks to him. Because what is what is happening? is removing all the historical and religious junks from our lives, stupid things that we've ever believed. He's striping them. Now we can give him thanks because we know something is happening on my inside. A change is taking on my inside. And when those things are going away, the kingdom is advancing. And that's what I told you yesterday. The kingdom starts from your soul, your spirit is moving from your spirit to your soul, from your soul, he moves to. To your physical body until you come into immortality, the kingdom is not a fool. Hallelujah! I've only emphasized this here your soul is made up of your mind, your will, your intellect, and your emotions. Until all this a harmonized, oh, thank you, Father. Until all this a harmonized to become one with God you have a process and a work to stay continuing. Listen to this. There comes a time in your life after these religious junks have been taken away that you will speak the mind of God even if you don't hear him talk to you. Can I prove that to you? In 1 Corinthians 7, if you read that thing from verse 35 down, you cannot see Paul writing and he says, Touching this, this is not a commandment from the Lord. And he gave instructions about women. What should be done? What should be? And the last verse and he said, but I also know I have the spirit of God. Now the point is this, Francis. If the word is inspired of God, it means the thoughts of Paul have inspired because they are equal to the canon of scriptures. Why is it so? First Corinthians 6:17. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. Yes. So there comes a time. I'm sorry to say this, it will no longer be prayer, it is talking the mind of God. Because why do you pray? It's to find the mind at the will of God. But there comes a time in your life when you speak, it flows because you are one with him. Come on, I'm not talking to somebody. This time your soul is harmonizing with the word of God. It's harmonizing with the thoughts of God. It's harmonizing. Listen, what the Bible says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It's not saying you can't think like me. He's saying, wake up and think like me. Yes sir. yes, sir. Wake up. Begin to think the way I think. That's what it means when he say my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. It's like saying, you are not behaving like me. Why is your thinking so low? So listen to me my thoughts are not your thoughts. I should expect you to think like me. And Jesus will say I do nothing except what I see the Father do. How was he seeing them? By the Spirit. He said we know this by what? By the Spirit. Are you hear what I'm talking about? Can I tell you something? There comes a time our walk with the Lord. When will begin to think that we're adding to the book. We are not adding to the book. We are still writing. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody here? We are still writing because the word of God is yesterday, today and forever. Do you even realize that the thing you call the Bible was written some almost 40 years after the death of Jesus Christ and even the apostles? Have you noticed why there is nothing like Amen in the book of Acts? And every other Bible, that book, you see, the end of it has, Amen, Amen. But when you come to act, there is no thing like what, Amen. Why? Because it's a work of the Holy Spirit and it's a continuous process. The Holy Spirit is still right in your life. There is no end to it. Am I talking to someone here? Hallelujah. So, what am I saying? Religious junk are going so that there will be an advancement of God, of God's kingdom. I see your thought being purified. I see your emotions being purified. I see your emotions be purified. I see your emotions be purified. I see your feeling be renewed. I see your mind taking a new dimension. There is a power, there is a glory. But you are flowing from the Lord. The influence of the Lord is doing a processing in your life. You will never remain who you are. For further information and message order, please call plus two three four. Eight zero three four eight one zero eight six nine, or you can visit our website at www.gkai.net. God bless you.